Hello, this is a Trevor Jackson podcast sponsored by Anchor app. On this episode of the Trevor Jackson podcast, I have Daniel Jackson from Beyond the Veal podcast, and he's also a spirit guide, and I'm appreciative to have you on the show today, sir. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing good today, Trevor. How about yourself? Oh, man, I'm blessed, man. I just I just did like a, a 5K around my neighborhood working out, and I listened to three of your episodes, man, and I have to say that the episodes was very intriguing, man, and I like to hear more about your your story and your journey and and about the show and why Beyond the Veal was created. Just the thinking about you doing five K is going to wear me out, <laughs> and uh, you having to listen to my show is probably wore you out. That's for sure. Um, oh. I could start from the beginning. Uh, <clears throat> when I was a kid, uh, I grew up in a, a small town in in New Jersey, right across the river from Philadelphia. Um. Uh, and we had a little battlefield uh, in our little town. Uh, it's where the Hessians fought in, uh, in the British Wars and all that stuff when they were coming over here. And uh, because of that, uh, there a lot of the homes that were in our neighborhood, especially in that area, they were all haunted. From what I knew, from because everybody in that neighbor in in that whole town, the town was a square mile, mm. one square mile. So everybody knew everybody. We had a grade school in there. You know, the grade school was basically grade school, middle school. So everybody knew everybody, and we would all talk about this and hear about this. So we all knew what was going on. Um, so much so that things like crazy things would happen, like my sister was getting ready to go to school one morning, and my mom was helping her out, and they, they went to go into the bathroom and look in the mirror because we had a full-length mirror. And when they did that, there was another woman standing in the mirror, and she was dressed in a colonial outfit. Uh, these things lived in my sister's room. Uh, we always saw these three shadows that we could tell was two men and a woman. Uh, sometimes the, you know, I live, I was born back in the early 60s. So, uh, well, not early, but middle. But uh, in the 70s, you know, you had record players. You had to pick the record up and yeah. then it sat there for a bit and hit that switch and then the record dropped down. Well, yes, my, my brothers and I would be downstairs watching TV. My sister wasn't home and all of a sudden, the record player would come on and it would play different records all the time. So it would pick up a record and put a record on. It was playing all the stuff my sister had, like Led Zeppelin or Alice Cooper or, you know, or Doobie Brothers, whatever was on there. It would play it on there. Um, And then we would see ashtrays move around the house and glasses fly off the tables. Later on, uh, by the time I was 17, I moved out of that house with my mom and dad. We moved down to Delaware into a house. My brother owned the house. My brother had an instance once where he was, uh, some friends of his came over to the house and were knocking on the door, asking, waiting for him to come to the door. And then we had a big picture window out front, and they could see people walking around in the house. And then my, and they called my brother and said, hey, how come you're not coming to the door? That We're here. And my brother said, because no one's home. We're on a camping trip. Whoa. Well, I was right. Other individuals who was at the house looking for y'all could see that movement right. going on at the home. You could see it. Yeah, and all, and all the people around my neighborhood. I mean, like I had a, a friend come over one time, and he was he was wanting to hear or see something for himself. I said, well, you might see something, but, you know, it doesn't happen all the time, but it does ha- happen on a frequent basis. I got used to it to a point. And him and I were just sitting there talking, and then in the we were in the kitchen getting something to eat. And the, the living room was right next to us, and the radio turned on. And he was like, it scared the crap out of him. He ran out of the house and never came back to my house again. <laughs> I, was, I was like, well, there you go, man. He wanted to hear something, and he got something. Yeah, he, got, <clears throat> he got a surprise that day. Oh, yeah, he got a surprise. <laughs> All right, a good one. So is, uh, is everybody capable of seeing something, or is that just for a select a few individuals? Everyone is born with it. 
So when you hear about uh, kids all the time and your mom and dad say, oh, well, my little kid, he's got his uh, imaginary friends or he thinks he's seeing something. No, they're seeing something. And that lasts all the way up until like, like middle childhood, maybe to like 10 or 11 years old. <clears throat> but what happens then, excuse me, is, uh, is you get taught the ways of the world. Mm-hmm. And when you, th- when you get taught the ways of the world, what I mean by that is, if you take two children of, of the age of two of every race, creed, and color across the whole world, you put them all in one big giant room, and then you turn a couple of those kids around and tell them, okay, I want you to point to me. Who do you hate in this room? Those kids are going to look at you like, I don't know what you're talking about. Why? Because they haven't learned hate yet. They're not trying to hate. Yeah, they haven't learned hate and fear and anger and sorrow or grief and guilt, all that stuff. And then when you get to learn all that stuff from everyone around you and you, and you, and you take it in, then that, that gift you had is gone. And the reason why you have that is because of where you come from. Because we don't come from here. We come from there. And you're still, you, so when you come back into a new body, because everybody who's here now, if you look around you, around the world, and everyone that you see, and you go look at yourself in the mirror, everyone here has all been to heaven. Everyone had to come back because you didn't fulfill your purpose. You're here to learn lessons in your life, <clears throat> but everything you do, if I pick up this rag and I put it down, that's a lesson. If I pick it up and drop it, that's mm-hmm. another lesson. It's not a good lesson or a bad lesson. It's, it's a, lesson. a lesson. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> but if you, oh, you got to fulfill your purpose, that's what you're here to do. And if you don't do that, guess who's coming back? You are. You are repetitively. Yes, but not always in the same body, <clears throat> not always as the same person either. So sometimes you may come into this world as you always come back in the same family circle. That is one thing. But mm-hmm. you all you sometimes may come in as the mom or the dad or the brother or the sister. Sometimes here's a, a big thing that will uh, uh, clear things up for you. So the LBGTQ community, whatever you want to call everyone, um, <clears throat> Why are they that way they are? Because you may have came into this world four or five times as a man, and then mm-hmm. the next time you came in as a woman, and you have to learn lessons as a woman. So because you came in this one time now as a woman and five times as a man before that, what carries through from your life is your personality, how you feel about things. All that stuff carries through each time you come back. So now you're a woman and you came through five times before that you were a man. So guess what? Of course you're going to feel like you you still like women and you still want to be with women. Next, now, before we came into the on the podcast and we was in the broadcast room, I was talking to you about um, something that I heard on your show about feminine and uh, not feminine, but female and male spirit guys. Sure. And I always tell my friends that even though I don't know what an energy is, I don't know exactly what an energy is, but I, I say to my friends, all of us have fe- feminine and masculine traits. Sure. Each male has a feminine and a masculine trait, and each uh, female has a feminine and masculine trait. But listening to your show, it opened up my, my mind frame when you said we all have female and male spirit, guys. Could you elaborate yeah. on that, um, please? Well, uh- well, again, so one of the reasons why you have those <clears throat> male and female traits within you, because your soul keeps coming back, and a couple times here and there you've been a man, and a couple times you've been a woman, so you carry that through, stuff through with you. The spirit guides who are here with you, these are people who have crossed over into the light and have fulfilled their purpose. And because they have fulfilled their purpose, sometimes they like to come back and do these types of things, like be spirit guides for people. Because when you are a soul, you are different than what you are here. Here we carry pain, anger, sorrow, grief, guilt, anguish, uh, ego, all this stuff. You learn how to have all that stuff from everyone else on this world. But when you cross over into the light, you release all that stuff. So you become this wonderful, beautiful light that's already inside of you because you were saying you don't know where the energy comes from. You have the energy already inside of you. It is you. It's your soul. That's where that energy is that people talk about. Mm-hmm. When you cross over and you fulfill your purpose, if you fulfill your purpose, you can you can either 
hang out in heaven and do whatever you want to do. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, when I talk about spirit all the time, uh, when it, it comes through me, it makes me cough a lot. Oh, man, it's, it's been this way ever since all this. But so you go through and you can you can hang out in heaven and do whatever you want. But some of them want to come back and help because this is what we do as a soul. You like to do good things yeah. for other people and or other whatever. So uh, they will come back and say, hey, can I can I go be a spirit guide for somebody? Now, sometimes you can get them who come in for you who are relatives who have passed away. Mm. A lot of times it's just people who have fulfilled their purpose. So they will be sent back and they will be signed to someone. And you always have two main ones. You always have a male one and a female one. And the male person is just there for those masculine types of uh, of decisions you're going to make. And the female is for the more nurturing stuff. So like if you're like I said, if you're going to go to a mall, you wake up in the morning and you're going to go to the mall. Mm -hmm. and you make that decision. That's only part of you that's making that decision. The other parts that's making that decision is your spirit guides, which connect with your soul, which runs your body. Because <clears throat> your, your brain makes all the parts work. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But body, your your soul is the energy for that body. It's like a radio and a battery. And if you take that battery out, the radio don't work. When you put that battery in, the power source, that radio will work. Well, that's what it is with the soul and the person. And that soul, <clears throat> that soul is what gets you to see things and feel things and pick up on things. Like when you get goosebumps in your skin, that ain't a nervous reaction. That <laughs> is soul connecting with you, letting you know this is a good thing. Like when, you, when you're listening to that one song that really gets you and you're like, oh man, and I get all goosebumps when I hear that song because mm -hmm. it's your soul letting you know this, soul, this song resonates with you and you should listen to this song all the time because it's going to make you feel good because that's what your soul wants to do. It wants to feel good. It gives you a feeling. Right. Yeah. But so, then when we bring our ego into this and then pain and anger and sorrow and grief and guilt, all this other crap that we learned in our lives, mm -hmm. then, that, you know, that suppresses it a little bit. And then we're walking around going, oh, why am I feel this way? You know why you feel that way? Because you allowed everyone else to convince you to feel that way. You don't have to feel that way because right. you have a choice to feel that way or not. Just like if I was me and I would say, hey, Trevor, you know, heard the other day somebody, somebody told me a story, you're an alcoholic, and I will help you. I will take you to classes, and I will help you, and we'll go to AA and all that stuff. I can say all that I want to, but it's up to you. To claim it. Yeah, you have to choose if you're going to stop being an alcoholic or not. Mm -hmm. I can't do anything about it. I could talk to you about it, but you have to make that decision for yourself. Yeah. And that's what we have to do. <clears throat> so when we make these decisions to do these things, we also bring in free will because God gave us all free will. And sometimes we use our free will a little bit too much than we're supposed to do. And yes. when you do that, you get on the alternative path. Because when you are walking around going, look at me, look at me, taking a thousand selfies, look how wonderful I am. Oh, I need to have six cars and seven houses and ten boats. No, you don't. You want those things, but you don't need those things. What you need is a house and some transportation and some food and maybe some money to have some food. But do you need a gazillion dollars? No, but it's okay to have a gazillion dollars. But what are you going to do with that gazillion dollars? Are you going to spend it all on you? Or are you just going to go, eh, screw everybody else? Or am I going to actually take some of it and go out and help other people? And if you only spend it on you, if you only use your free will just about you all the time, Guess who's on the alternative path and guess who has to come back again? You are right. You're not being of service to other individuals. You're not <clears throat> service. And that is the ego. Your ego that's destroying you. And Correct. I was asking you something. See, I, I keep hearing that every time I say it, I hear it. And I said it three times just now. But why is the word I the most used word in the English language? Why because because it's an egotistical word because people want to be individualized. They don't want to be lumped into a group. They want to go, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to go where I want to go. And I don't care where you want me to go because I am going to do what I want to do. And we were taught that in the very beginning a long time ago. 
And that's well, separating yourself from your purpose. You're separate. You're separating yourself immediately from who you are as an individual. Absolutely. Being connected with others when your life is revolved around I, the I. Right. Because we are all connected to each other. Doesn't yes. make a difference where you live on this planet. Because I tell people all the time, we all live on the same planet. No one is going anywhere anytime soon. So we better start to get along with each other before mm -hmm. we annihilate each other. Because yeah. that's what we're hated. That's that's the truth. That's the truth. I we don't want I don't want to minimalize the conversation, but like what do you got? What do you got? Okay, so if we all are spirit, why everyone isn't spiritual? Like why people want to separate the spirit realm from with religion and stuff like i don't understand that like because religion doesn't want you to know that you are spiritual why because they want to be in control of you and have power over you that's why religion is all is not religion wants you to tell you how to live your life the way they want you to live it and yeah. at the same time give them 10 percent because they don't want to work a real job yeah. so if they can control you, if they can tell you all these things, because they've been telling us all kinds of things for thousands of years, mm -hmm. so much so, here's a perfect example. How do you know religion has control over the world? Go out into a crowd of people and wait for somebody to sneeze. Because one second after that, somebody's going to say, God bless you. And that's how you know religion is all over the world, has control over people. Yeah. How's another way? Because they have everybody walking around with a cross on them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, now you have to think about this because I'm going to explain something real quick to you. But uh, Jesus Cross did not. Jesus Christ did not die for your sins. He just didn't. Jesus Christ died for being a free thinker, because Jesus came here because his soul has only been here one time. That's why he was so connected to his soul. He could heal people. He could turn water into wine. Why could he do that? Because he could. Because he was trying to tell everybody here, we could all be that same way. We could take care of each other. We could live together as free men and women, take care of each other, share everything in the world because there's enough of everything in the world for every single person. But we, we have to share it. And no one has to be in control of anybody. Mm -hmm. But religion came in, religion came in, yeah. and they said, we can't have this Jesus guy doing this because he's going to take our control and power away. So they scooped him up. They put him on that cross. He wasn't the first one on that cross. He wasn't the last one to be on that cross. They got him on there. They tortured the crap out of him. They murdered him in front of everybody. Mm -hmm. And they basically made an example of him. And then they said to everyone else, if you do what Jesus was doing, if you follow him, we're going to do this. We're going to do this to you too. Yeah, the same will happen to you because you're not being obedient to the religion. My thought process of religion is that it's just another form of separation. Absolutely. And like I said, with that cross, why do they want you to wear that cross? Not as a reminder of Jesus, to remind you of how much power they have over you and control over you. That's why they want you to wear it. It's not yeah. a reminder of Jesus. It's a, it's a remind you that we did that to Jesus. We'll do it to you too. Yeah. Believe me, religion does not want the second coming of Christ. They don't want him to come back. Because if he did come back, he would take all their control and power away from him. And tell him, you know what? You're doing some dumb stuff. Stop it, would it would expose the the yes the truth. yeah the truth yeah the truth about religion. But yes, yes, but it, it is a separation. It's and it's more cultish than it is anywhere else because it's like they want you to you're going to remain here and we're going to teach you how to do things. Oh, and then we're going to bring the name of God and Jesus in there to, to impose fear upon you, put fear in your heart and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. You don't need to fear God. You know, do you, do you know where the actual, uh, actual rendition of God bless you came from when someone sneezes? I don't know the, the original. It, it came because people used to think when you were sneezing, you were releasing demons from your from your body, from your nose. Mm. And because you were releasing demons, they would yell out, God bless you. So after the demons came out, then maybe they won't come back in. Yeah. 
But wow. they still come back in because you still sneeze. That's how kooky those people were. Yeah. <laughs> Just crazy. Now you I I want I kind of got a two-part question to ask you because the Bruce. last the last movie me and my my future wife that I'm about to marry here next month uh went to see was the conjuring. Have you heard of that before? Oh the conjuring, yeah. Conjuring, yeah. yeah you, know what you know what I call that stuff? Bullcrap. Yeah. You know why they make those movies? For one reason, because it makes money. Okay, I, I I I heard I'm I'm in agreement with what you're saying. I didn't know that that movie. That's what we was going to go see. That's just something she picked out of the air because she likes scary movies. Yeah, people like scary because they like they like to get the oh feeling and stuff like that. But I I don't go to those movies. Why? Because when you when you put that kind of fear into yourself, you are attracting negative energies around you because. Like I said, you can cross over into the light and be okay. But if you don't cross over, there's no there's no such place as hell because I cross spirit every day. Uh, mm -hmm. there, there's no such place as hell. There's no purgatory. There's only earthbound side. And in that earthbound side, there are people there who are not horrible people all the time. They just don't want to cross over because they know they might have to come back again because mm -hmm. everybody does if you don't fulfill your purpose. Or these are these negative ones who are negative people here who are horrible. They were they always gossip about people or feel they got to have power and control over people. They're just crappy people. And then what happens is they see that light when it comes on because everybody gets personal light when you die. And you see that light and they go, mm, I don't want to go in there. I like to because they like that sense of power when they're here. It makes them feel good. It makes them feel like they got power over somebody else. And they don't like to, they want to keep on to it. So when they see that light, they go, nope, don't want to go in. They remain here, earthbound spirit. But mm -hmm. then they can come through and they can influence you to do bad things. What they cannot do is they cannot possess you. That's mm -hmm. in the movies, okay? Yeah. No one gets possessed. They can tell you things and try to influence you in things because they can talk into your head and you'll hear it. That's why people say I hear voices because you're hearing voices of spirit talking to you. And they can try to convince you into doing this stuff, but you have free will. And you can choose not to do them. Just like positive spirit can talk to you as well. And when they try to, if they're trying to tell you something and you know it's a positive thing, then that's something to follow. Oh, when so you get something in your ear and, or in your mind that says, uh, you should go out and kick some people's butts or, or destroy this car or something, and you know it's negative, then you it's up to you to go, no, ain't doing that. But some people choose to do it. Why do people go out and do this stuff in this world that is horrible? Because they choose to. The devil did not make you do it. Yeah. I crawl spirit over all day long. There is no hell. There is no devil. There's no demons. These are just negative energies, negative people, negative beings that are just trying to influence you to go out and do this stuff. Because when they do that, and when you put negative energy out there, they will come around and be around you. It's a circle. And then they suck that energy off of you so they can survive where they are. That's why. Oh, that's that's intriguing because like you're talking about energies again. I, I was telling you, I was trying to tell you that I don't understand energies. You are an energy. The only thing that separates you from your true energy is this. That's like, it, your body. Yes. Right. And the reason why is because you come into this world to do learn physical lessons and fulfill a physical purpose. And the only way that you can do that is in this body. Yeah. And what you're doing is when you're done here, you go back to heaven and you report that stuff and they let you know. And then if you fulfill your purpose, then you don't have to come back. And that's the goal. You don't have to come back, but you can yeah. come back. Well, you can come back if you want to. But my recommendation, no. And I'll tell you why. Because if you die over the age of 30 years old, whatever age you die at, you won't come back until 80 more years, okay? It's a cycle. Now, if you died before the age of 30 years old and didn't fulfill your purpose, you would come back eight years later, basically because no one's really going to recognize you. And same thing for the 80 years. No one's going to recognize you. Don't bother with the Ancestry.com. Don't bother with the 23andMe. Don't bother with it. Don't look up the person who looks a little bit like you from 100 years ago. You know why? Because it was you. Wow. That's why. So don't buy all that is is a money making scheme for them to make money 
and you go, oh, well, I got a story because I came from Scotland or came from Africa. Well, you know what? You made it came, your family made it came from Africa last time, but maybe not the time before that, and maybe not the time before that. It's one time. What does that matter? Because there's a lot of people who do this past life regression stuff. They want to try to find out what their life was, you know, if they lived here 10 or 15 times before or where they were from. That's not important. Because if that life was so important, you would have fulfilled your purpose and, and you wouldn't be here now. Wouldn't be back. Right. And you wouldn't have to be back. And you could have stayed in heaven because when you cross over this time, you are going to stand up, look down, and go, oh, I don't need that anymore. Take a step to your left. You're done with your body. That's all your death is. And then you'll look to the right. You'll see a light. You'll walk in. You go in. No one goes to heaven right away. You go to a holding station for two reasons. 130,000 people die every day. And you got to wait your freaking turn. And two, they're going to go over your life. They're going to say, Trevor, you know what? You made this decision. But when you did, it didn't just affect one or two people. It affected 10 people. And by the time it got down the end of the road, it messed all kinds of stuff up. And then you as a soul who likes to do good things go, well, you know, that, that okay. And uh, I'm sorry about it. And they go, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. But you didn't fulfill your purpose because what you did is, you just stayed on that alternative path. You didn't fulfill your purpose. You just got to go back again. And you say, oh, okay, I'm going to go back again. Cool. Let's go. I'm going to get to do physical things and go. Well, you've been here a bunch load of times. So not every time you've been here, there have been cars and, and computers and stuff like that. Mm. You lived in uh, other periods of the world and other periods of time. So, But you get to still do things. But what happens is they try to teach you something before you leave and go back in. And then what happens is you come back into the world in the body of a baby, and that's wow! And then you you're like, oh my god, I'm in a baby's body, and I can't yeah. figure this out. And, and then you got to start all over again, and, what, and then try to get it right. What people mean when they see a baby, and they say that baby has an old soul. That baby, well, everybody is an old soul. Mm -hmm. I will tell you. So, would you like to know how many times you have been here? Because I already know. I've already asked. You can tell me. Yeah. You've been here 26 times. You're on number 26. You've been here 25 other times. Wow. So the other 25 times, you just didn't get it right. That's all. But it's not bad. It's not when you have to come back again. It's not punishment. People think, oh, well, you're coming back to earth and that's hell. There's no hell because you get to do wonderful things here. I mean, you're about to get married to a beautiful woman very soon and you get to do good things. So it's not hell. It's just a learning experience. God is, has set us here for a learning experience, to, to have a, a human learning experience, to learn things, but also fulfill your purpose. And that's the most important part. And then he wants us all to come home. Yeah. It's pretty simple. But a lot of them don't want to come home because they, they don't cross over into the light. They remain here earthbound. Because when you wake up out of your body, all your memories are going to come back to you from this lifetime. But all your memories are going to come back to you from all your previous lifetimes. So when you wake up this time, you're going to remember every single detail of every member because you're pure energy at that point. You're no longer attached to your body. And you remember it because it's just part of you. And when you wake up, you're going to go, holy crap, I've been here 26 times. And then when, you're going to think to yourself. When, you switch to the other, when you're in the spirit realm, do you yeah. have memories of those other times you've been there also all those memories and here's the kicker about there when you get into the spirit realm when you get to heaven you're not just going to know the one or two hundred people you met here on earth you know everybody mm. so and i mean everybody is gazillions of other spirit why because you all came from the same place we all came from God or the higher source, whatever you want to call it, from a part of him, which mm -hmm. makes your soul a divine soul. Everyone's soul is divine. No one does anything wrong. The reason why you're told you do things wrong is because men created rules and men created laws and religion created all that bull crap. Yeah. God does not command you to do anything. He doesn't. God doesn't judge you. You judge yourself a thousand times a day. Why does he need to do it once more? Because he just doesn't. And I'm judging myself off of human rules when I do. Right. Judge or you judge right. your circumstances or your situation or 
anything that you're judging, you're judging it off of your human experience, the things that you're taught as being a human. Absolutely. But why is fear so heavily promoted? Is it because of profit? Is it a profitable situation to have people living in fear? Because uh, it's about control. Because if I have you and I have you in fear of everything, I'll be able to control you. Mm -hmm. don't go, oh, don't go on vacation because if you go on there, <clears throat> you're going to do a plane crash and die. Well, shit, I won't do there. I'll just stay here and spend my money here. Oh, or go, go here. Don't go here because if you do this, uh, you might fall off a cliff and die. So, oh, I won't go there. So I'll just stay here and spend my money here. Don't go this. Don't go that. Don't go this. Well, shit, I can't go anywhere. I'll just stay, stick around and just spend all my money here. That's mm -hmm. why they don't want you to do this. They want you to remain here so they can control you. Again, like I said, tell you how to live your life the way they want you to live it and give them all your money because that's what you're Oh, don't worry if you, if you spend all your money, Trevor, don't worry because we got a system over here. That's going to come on TV to tell you how I can get you out of debt and then you can pay it off because they want you to pay it off. Oh, and then after you pay it off, don't worry. We'll give you some more credit cards because we trust you again. We don't think you'll go out and spend them all, but we want you to yeah. So you'll do it all over again. It's, it's all religious and all government control, all so of it. The, the price of fear is your personal freedom. Yes, because the one thing you don't have to ever, uh, or one thing you need to understand is when you die, you don't take any of this crap with you. Nothing. And you have to let go of your pain, your anger, your sorrow, your grief, your guilt. You have to let all of that stuff go in order to cross into the light. And then once you cross into the light, you'll turn around, look back here, and you go, Look at those people doing all that stuff. What a dummy. Oh, my goodness. Why, why are you, you going to do that? And then spirit come through here and try to tell us that. Because what they do is spirit is here to help you through your life, to ease you through your life. If you screwed up your life, that's up to you to fix. But mm -hmm. what they will do is help you to ease you through your life. That's it. Yeah. Mm. That's that's good right there, man. I like that. You you helping you're helping me. You're informing me, even though this broadcast is isn't nothing about me. That's my ego talking, ain't it? Well, it is a little bit, but but that's a good that's a good part of you. You 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 learn something, you know, because <clears throat> about everything about life is a learning experience. Mm -hmm. If you walk through a door and there's a nail on the floor and you trip over that nail. You're going to do one of two things. You're either going to just keep on walking and keep tripping over that nail four or five times, or you're going to go get a hammer and nail it in and then walk through it freely. Well, that's what people do in their entire lives. Some people learn lessons very well, and some people just don't. Mm -hmm. it, it takes a long time to, to figure out because there is no right and wrong. There is no failures. There is no mistakes. There is none of that stuff what there is is what works for you and yep. what doesn't work for you and yep. if it doesn't work for you quit doing it pretty easy mm. but people can't figure that out that's it's something you've simplified it for them right there by saying it is that simple if it don't work don't do it right a word you just said you said failure you said it was a it touched me because you said failure and i and i talked to a lot of people who think that intangibles and money is success. Right. No. Like, what would you define success as, Daniel, please? The, we, the one thing we have lost in this world <clears throat> is the true value in this world. Us. Mm. That's the most important thing. Us. The true, the true success in this world, money can't buy it. Mm -hmm. Things cannot produce it for you. Yeah. The true success in this world is happiness. And you can only find happiness within you. You have to be, feel as though you are at peace walking around on this earth. And that's where you're going to find success at. Because money is not You can't take money with you. You can't take, you can, you don't need, like I said, you don't need six cars and seven houses and 10 boats. You don't need those things. You want those things because you think if I make enough money, I can go out and do that. 
But are you really going to be totally satisfied all the time? Maybe for a brief little moment, but is that going to last for the rest of your life? No. When you're 80, 90 years old, you think it'll be you're going to be cruising around in 10 or 15 cars? Man, you can't even get up off the chair without crapping yourself, you know? So you're just happy you could walk around at that point. Mm -hmm. So all that success, is it going to make a difference? No. But I'll tell you, the true success that you can do in this world is go out and help other people. Be of service to others. Be of service to others because that's what your purpose is. Mm -hmm. Our purpose, God made it very simple. God, higher power, they made it very simple for us because it needs to be simple. So everyone can do it and no one will have a problem doing it. But some people want to change it around or they want to make it so it's going to be such a better thing for them so they can look more important. Well, when you do that, you bring your ego in and then you're not doing anything. You squash it right back out and that's it. Your purpose, my purpose, everyone who walks around this earth has that one single purpose and that is you are here to help people and just for the sake of helping. Not because you're going to make money, not because it's going to make you look better, better or cooler than somebody else, because you're going to do it because they need it. And when they need it and you help them, you're going to feel it inside and yeah. you're going to know it's good. And then when you get done with that, you just walk away and then eventually you're going to help somebody else after that. But it's up to you to use your free will to decide whether or not you're going to hurt, help that person. So someone may come up to you, Trevor, and say, hey, I need your help. I'm lost. Can you help me with this? You have to use your free will and go, mm, I don't know. If I, but some people in this world go, I don't like people. Who cares? I'm not going to help you. And they walk away. And then those people get on the alternative path and they come back again. That's why they keep coming back. Or they go, you know what? I'm going to help this person. Why? Because I can. And that's the best answer. Why can I do that? Just because I can. And I will. So they do it. And then you don't have to go out and brag about it, but you'll know it for the rest of your life that, you know what, I helped somebody. And that's yeah. the best feeling in the world. Best feeling in the world. Talking to you is giving me a totally different perception of time because you're talking about coming back and, and, and moving forward and talking about right now. Like, mm -hmm. how important mm -hmm. is it for a person to be appreciative right now and being highly aware of what's going on with them right now if listening to this podcast or listening to this if they listen to the audio or they looking at us uh how important is appreciating right now because they know that they can come back now if or they're going to come back if they don't fulfill their purpose and they know that they've been here before so that's past and uh past and future tense yeah. but how important is now like the moment now is always the most important because like I said, <clears throat> your past lives are not that important. If they were important, you wouldn't be here now. If you were if you are here now, it's because you are supposed to be here now. Some people we are we are here for five seconds, five minutes, five hours, five days, fifty years. You are here for as long as you are supposed to be, and that is it. You have absolutely no choice and how long you are going to be here. You have a little bit of control over the quality of your life, but you have no control over the quantity. When it is your time to go, it just is. Oh, well, my daughter just got into a car accident and she died. Well, you know what? There's nothing you can do to make her come back. Mm. Die, you die. So get, it's okay to miss them, but to grieve over that the rest of your life, so you and then you sit around and do nothing except sit around with your thumb in your butt all day long, going, "Whoa, is me? What are you not doing? You're not living the life that you are supposed to live. You yeah. are here to for a, a reason, for a for a purpose, to do things in this life, to help other people, and you can't just sit around and do nothing because if you do, again, you just come back again." And you don't know the life that you're going to come back into because mm. it may be a fruitful life and it may be a life where you are homeless and you have no food and you are suffering all the time. But you, that's the lesson you are supposed to be learning because you didn't get it last time. You were so, oh, look at me taking a thousand selfies all the time, busy doing that. <clears throat> that isn't, uh, yeah, they, 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 people who do that, they have a self-esteem problem. They need to go get that fixed.
because yeah. all they want to do is have people tell them how wonderful they are. You are already wonderful. Everyone here is good enough to do anything and absolutely everything they want to do in their lives. You just have to have faith in that. That's all. They call that a dose of dopamine. <clears throat> yeah, that's a it's a dose of dopamine when they posting pictures and they're getting a reaction. That, that's their brain telling them that that's their happy place. Yeah, that's, but it's not their happy place because it lasts for two seconds, and then when when everybody's done telling them how wonderful they are, and and when they get done telling how wonderful they are, they walk away and go, "Oh man, I hope I don't have to see that picture again." And then yeah. you get on there again and go, "Oh, let me put another picture. Of how, look how beautiful my eyes are. Look how wonderful I am." You know what? I got news for you. We all got eyes. Let it go. You yeah. know. So uh, <laughs> yeah, they all they all want to see how. But you know what? Does it mean anything? No, because it's not a real experience. You know, yeah. the real people who care about you, who love you, are going to show that to you, and that's what's going to feel good. Not these little. It's like someone who's a drug addict; they have to have that quick fix to make them feel good, and then it goes away, and then they got to do it again, and that's what they become. You know, I like to call these people. They are uh, more or less uh, attention whores. That's what they are. Attention. <clears throat> because they need that attention all the time. I just made that's crazy you said that. I just made a podcast called Ego Tension Horse. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. You hit it on the spot, didn't you? Ego tension horse. Yeah, that's what they yeah. are. Now it's something I was looking at your website <clears throat> and there was a question. I just took one off of the website because it really caught me, and we've right. been talking about it. What are the signs? Uh, that people don't know why they're living their purpose. Like you said, the question was five signs you are not living your purpose. What oh, are some of the signs? <clears throat> if you were walking around and doing everything for yourself, <clears throat> just about you, if you <clears throat> have six cars and seven houses and 10 boats and you are taking all that money that you're making and only doing things for you, guess who's on the alternative path? If you're not out there helping other people, if you look at other people and walk around with a sense of hate in your eyes and in your heart that you just don't like other people, who do you think that's really – you think they are something? You don't like yourself. That's right. What you don't like yourself. And, and the people around you, oh, I, oh, someone can come up to me all day long and call me an ass or whatever they want to. But here's the thing. God did not create words. God gave us an ability to make sound. Man created words. So you can say any word that you want to. It begins with the letter F. It doesn't sound like fire truck, and he doesn't care. But yeah. if you put negative energy on somebody, the only person you are really hurting is yourself. And if anybody can call me a name all day want to, but if, I don't, if you don't hold any merit with me, your words don't mean anything. Mm -hmm. Somebody, I, I say it as the singer and the audience. You can say all you want to, blah blah blah, at me all day long, as long as I, as long as I participate and I am the audience. But being the audience member, I can just turn around and go, you know what? I don't want to hear what you have to say. Walk away. And then what are they going to do? They ain't going to sing to nobody. Yeah, if you have anybody who's walking around who is not being a positive force in your life, is not helping you to do things in life, is not lifting you up, and you're lifting them up at the same time. I don't care if it's your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your best friend, your so-called best friend. If they're not helping you in your life, get rid of them. And there's nothing in a book that says you have to talk to them. They call you on the phone, look at the phone and go, oh, I don't want to talk to him. Click. And that's it. Oh, they're in my face. You know what? Let, don't talk to the face because the hand don't want to hear you. Walk away. Turn around. Walk away. Because if they can't help you, what do what good? And if you're getting bothered by all that, the only reason you're letting yourself or you're getting bothered by somebody giving you all this crap is because you are allowing it. The only piece of people who have power and control over you are the ones that you allow to have this control and power over. Walk away. But these signs are out there. You can see them all day long. Go outside and look at everybody who's in government right now because they're all telling us what to do and they're all a bunch of millionaires and we're all trying to get a, a bag of fucking uh, oodles and noodles. No, <clears throat> right. You think they're, guess who's coming back? They are. Because mm. they're not doing right. Yeah, it's easy so, to see. 
Right, it's all about power and control. When you see all that power and control out there, everybody's trying to bring you down and tell you you're a piece of crap and they're gossiping about you and saying all this stuff about you. You know why they're saying that? Because they don't have a life of their own. Mm -hmm. They think that gives them a sense of purpose to do that or a sense of power to do that. It is not their job because no one has the right to judge anyone. And you walk up to someone and you see someone and you start thinking about, oh, this look at this person here. Before you do that, take a self-inventory Think about all the crap you've gone through in your entire life and look at them and, and think, oh, you know what? They probably had the same stuff go on. Bite your tongue, walk away. Done. That's fact. Bite your tongue, walk away because words are powerful. Yes. Extremely powerful. And if you inherit somebody else's words, they can hold weight on you. And then you can be frivolous with your words and cause problems in another individual's life if they except what you said is reality right because it turns into a vicious circle they put it on me then i turn around and put it on someone else and then they put it on someone else and these negative energies that are out there who have not crossed over want that to happen because that's what they thrive off of they have to collect that they are like energy vampires they come through into this realm and they want that to happen so they can be around it so they can collect that energy from you because you can see that when it's coming off of somebody. That you can see a person getting angry. They get all red and they get all tensed up. And then when they do that, they, they exude this negative energy. And these negative energies that are out there, ghosts, whatever you want to call them, ghost or spirit, they come around that and they want to pick up on that. Now, not all ghosts and spirit are negative. Most of them are positive. You know, you could get the ones who cross over into heaven. And then you just have a lot of them who don't cross over into heaven. Can you, can you separate ghost and spirit? Isn't that? It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah that's what, have, they have different names for it. Yeah. So you caught me when you said ghost and spirit, but you know a spirit. I think I, I know a spirit also. But yeah, I know one that's inside of you, man. <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. I, hey, I appreciate that. Yeah, when you when you get home and back to heaven, come and see me because we're both brothers there. Like okay. we are here. Yeah. We're all, everything is one, everything is connected. That's right. All is one. One is all. It's a reason me and you having this conversation. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what's like, okay, ghost and spirit that we just broke that down. What is the difference between meditation and prayer? <clears throat> prayer is for giving thanks for what you do have, not for asking for more than you are supposed to have. Mm -hmm. Like the two football teams are about to play a game. And they're both praying to win. But only one team wins and the other one loses horribly. Why? Well, that's because of the rules and that's because that's the way it works. Only one team can win. So just because you're praying for it does not mean it's going to happen. Oh, well, I want to pray because my friend is really sick. Can we? Let's pray and hope he will get better. Well, no. If he gets better, it's because he's not supposed to die yet and he's just supposed to get better. That is the only reason. You can't pray for him to make him get better. You can put out positive energy out there for him and hope for the best. But, you know, people pray for people all the time and they still die. You know why they still die? Why is that? I, I, because everyone dies. That's it. <laughs> no one, it doesn't make a difference if you fall off the top of a building or get hit by a car or have a debilitating disease, COVID, suicide, Whatever it is, all that is a facilitation in order for your body to die so your soul can move on because it's being called home to go to heaven. That's it. That's it. But spirit, uh, it's what's inside of you. It's your soul. And your soul came from home. This isn't home. It came from that home over there. And, and, and home, heaven is not 3,000 miles in the sky. Heaven is right next to us. We just can't all see it. Because if you were able to see it, it would be like a glass wall. And you would see all your friends over there. And you'd be trying to bang on that wall, trying to get their attention. What would you not be doing? You would not be living the life you are supposed to live. Your purpose. Right. Because spirit, when people pass away and they become spirit, they don't want, like I said, they don't want you to mope around because they are gone now. It's okay to miss them because you miss that, that companionship you have with them. But they left because it was time for them to leave. And if you're still here, it's because you're supposed to still be here. 
But yeah, that's all, that's all what a ghost and a spirit is. It's the soul that's inside of you. The soul that's inside of you right now, Trevor, does not look like you. It looks like you the last time that you were here. But mm-hmm. when it leaves your body this time and moves on, it will retain the shape of you. And you will absolutely 100% unequivocally be you. You will drop out of your body and go, man, I feel different. Oh, man, I feel great now. And then you will move on and you will still be Trevor when you get there. And why do I say that? Because everyone I talk to who wants to talk to spirit, stuff like that, they want to talk to their mom and dad. You still believe it's your mom and dad, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, if you still believe it's them, then why do they go, where do ghosts come from? You have one inside of you. That's where it comes from. And yeah. when you leave here, you're going to be there, too. And somebody's going to want messages about you while they're still alive. Yeah. And they'll think that I'm a, I'm a ghost. They won't look at right. me as a spirit, the people that doesn't. But what, is, what the thing is about being a spirit is it's your choice after that to do what you want to do. So you can go to heaven and hang out there all you want to. Because some people say, oh, well, let me talk to the medium so I can talk to my mom or dad. Well, your mom and dad might not want to talk to you no more. Well, mm. why not? Because, they're, because they want to live their lives. Mm. They want to do what they want to do. If they want to come back to you and talk to you, they will. But just because you want it to happen doesn't mean it will. Just because I want to win a million dollars doesn't mean it will. Mm. I, I got to ask a question to you about, am, am I wrong or right with this thought process? You're not wrong or right. You just ask him. Prayer is uh, speaking to the spirit realm is speaking to the higher power or yeah you think you're talking to god yeah and meditation is listening absolutely it's the it's the opposite is is listening to the higher power listening right and prayer is speaking to it so it's speaking and listening right but if you do meditation the right way you can speak to spirit as well in meditation Silently. Well, you don't have to do it silently. I do it all the time. I come in this room here. I black it all out so I can have blackness in here. And <coughs> I put on some meditation music because that works best for me. Some people do guided meditation. I just can't picture myself at 54 climbing up a tree. Sorry, can't do it. Uh, so I put the meditation music on and I listen to it. And within a minute or two, boom, I'm in. And then they start showing me stuff. Now, it's different for me because being a medium, but other people can do it how they do it as well. They bring stuff to me. I hear voices. And I'll tell you what. The first time I tried it, I heard voices coming into my head. And then my head voice, your thinking thoughts, was having a conversation with those other voices. Because your thinking thoughts move much faster than your voice does. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when you have something, like when you're driving in your car and, you, and you're just thinking about stuff, it's just passing through and you think about this and 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 all the time. It's gone. And that's when your spirit guides are in there coming in there talking to you. Well, they do that same thing in meditation. They'll talk to you. And then I, I remember having that conversation. And I'm having it in my mind. And all of a sudden I came out like this. I was like, was I just yeah. talking to somebody? I think I was just talking to somebody. And it wasn't about anything important. I was like, that was crazy. But, and yeah. I want to try to do it again, but I can't because I just took myself out of, because when you go into meditation, you're, you're trying to get yourself in that lucid state, the same state you're in when you're sleeping. That's why you don't get judged in your dreams because you're in that same lucid state. Because when you're dreaming, you're as close to heaven as you're ever going to be. Your soul rises up out of your body. It's connected to your body, but it's up out of your body. And you're getting all this information. You know, if you ever have a dream and someone who has passed away is in your dream and they're talking to you, they are actually standing right next to you in the room that you're sleeping in. If you ever want to see them again, wake yourself up, wake yourself up and you'll see that person standing right next to you. Mm. But yeah, when you're, when you're meditating, you are in that lucid state. And the reason you need to be in that lucid state to get messages is because your mind needs to be clear to get them. If you could get your mind clear all the time, that would be great. But we can't because we got so much going on in our lives 
that that the world wants us to think we need to think about when they when you get on the radio or on TV and they say, oh, you need this car and you need to wear these pants and you got to have this shirt and you got to have this type of underwear and you can't live if you don't have this. Well, guess what? Yes, you can live like you can live without all that stuff. But because they bombard us with it all the time. A lot of people can't get into meditative state. They can't meditate because it's just so much. Their mind is clouded. It's so much going on in their mind. And it's yes. two people talking to each other at the same time. I, what would you suggest? Sometimes three or four come in. Wow, that's true. Yeah. I've had a loud mind myself also. like It's just racing. That's all. Yeah. You need to calm the race down. Start at the finish line, then go mm -hmm. to the end, the, the, you know, and start there. Don't start at the, at the beginning of the race because the beginning of the race, you're, you're revved up and you can't do anything about it, and you're getting ready to go on that race. Well, forget that beginning people, of the finish. People that, people that will listen to this podcast and will have a uh, – that has a clouded mind right now, what would you suggest them do if they never have meditated before? Where should they start? Start. The best way you can do that – is to sit in a nice dark room that no one is going to bother you for at least 10 or 15 minutes. And I'm going to tell you, when you try to meditate, the first thing I used to do was I would say out loud the word empty. And I would say it maybe 10 times out loud, empty, 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 over and over again. And then I would say it in my mind 10 times after that. When you say that and you're only concentrated on the word empty, you're going to empty your mind out. You're going to get rid of that stuff. You're in that dark room, and then you just let yourself be. Just mm. be. Don't think about anything else but be. And just sit there and let that calmness. Now, a lot of people get so calm that they fall asleep. Well, that's going to happen. But, but if you practice enough at it, it'll stop happening. But I guarantee eventually they are going to start getting those messages in those minds. Mm -hmm. But these are people who these are people who want to do this. But you have a lot of egotistical, egotistical people out there who just can't get, oh, I ain't gonna do that. Why do I why do I gotta do that mess? I ain't gonna do all that mess. That's that mess is crazy talk. That's well, below me. That's beyond me. Yeah, they're always gonna think that way. So you know what? They're just negative people. Let them go because there are people in this world you can help and some of them you just can't. So get past the people you can't and help the ones you can. Yeah, but you get in that room and you just hold off. No distractions, nothing. Don't let your kids come yelling at you. Don't turn on the radio, all that stuff. <clears throat> Calm for 10 or 15 minutes and you'll see you'll be able to sleep better. You'll be able to think better. You'll be able to get clearer thoughts about things all the time when you do it enough do it a couple of times a week you will see how fast time will quickly pass by you you'll go into that room for 10 or 15 minutes thinking okay i'm going to meditate for for 15 20 minutes you'll get done you'll go up you'll pick up the clock an hour and a half what yeah <laughs> it's, dark, it's dark outside now yeah it's because you are able to let everything go and you'll see all kinds of crazy things and, and all kinds of crazy colors and all this. Just you'll, you'll be in that state where you are this close, you know, that close to. That's, what's, it's, that's what it's going to feel like when you're there, when you leave here. And you don't have, you're not thinking about all the things you were guilty of and, and angry about and all that stuff. You've let all that stuff go. Why can't we all do that? Why why wouldn't you want to do that to be able to let go of all that mess? Yes, sir. That's a fact. Yeah. And uh that that energy, you feel revitalized. You feel yes, energized once you come up out of that state. Yes. I, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, Daniel. I have one more question for you. Bring it. And I'm I'm ecstatic. I want you to tell everybody how they can communicate with you and uh, get in touch with you also, uh, oh, sure. so they can listen to. Uh, I'm gonna put your links and your everything about your show in the description of this show, so awesome. people that watch this can get in touch with you. But my last question is, 
I need help with this. Could you define what is energy from your thought process? What is <clears throat> energy? You are the energy. Yes, sir. Your soul is the energy. Like I said, <clears throat> it's like a radio and a battery. And the only way that you can make that radio work, I mean, you can plug it in, but it's still got to get energy from it. Energy is the soul. And your body is the vessel for that soul in order to do these things in this world. But the actual energy that is around you, everything around you, everywhere in the entire place, you're looking at that microphone, it's got energy. You're actually connected to it. Everything in this world has energy in it. Everything is energy. Because mm. all is one and one is all. You come from energy, you will go back to being energy. When you leave your body, you will be conscious because that's what your energy is. It is your consciousness. It is what, what you think about. It, what, it's what, <clears throat> where you're, what you're thinking and seeing and hearing and feeling, what makes up your personality, what makes up your sense of humor. That is your consciousness. That is the purest of energy ever, anywhere, just like uh, other spirit, just like angels just like archangels what they are archangels they are and angels are they are beings of a higher consciousness just have evolved to no longer needing bodies angels do not look like men with wings they just don't if i described what they look like you'd be like what but because i see them every day but what is that energy that energy is you it's what makes you you and when you leave here, all that other stuff, you got to let it go. Yes, sir. So my, my question is, if you don't take any of your pain, your anger, your sorrow, your grief, your guilt with you, why do you carry it around here? Because you choose to. It's a choice. You don't have to. Yes, it's a choice. You learn how to do it. They're all learned feelings. They're all learned feelings from everybody else. We just have to learn to teach each other differently. Oh man! And get back to that pureness of that energy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, that's. Whew, I appreciate that definition, and that let me know the energy never dies. Never dies. You don't die. Your body dies, but you don't die. Yeah, the flesh leaves, but the energy never dies. Yeah, don't worry about uh, uh, putting somebody in the ground and all that stuff. You know that. You're, you're an adult. Do you want to hang out in a graveyard all day long? No. Good. Well, neither do they. Spirit don't yeah. hang out in graveyards all day long. What you're it doing is you're putting somebody in a box, and then you're putting it in the ground, and then you're taking them to the rock garden because, you know, that's what that is. All those tombstones, that's a rock garden. That's all that is because they're just rocks. They don't mm. define your life. Don't let that rock be the marker. You be the marker. Let people remember you for who you are and you were. And don't worry about that rock in that rock garden because you're not visiting anybody. You're just visiting a rock with a box with a box full of bones. That's all you visit. No one is there. They are all hanging out with you. You may not be able to hear them, but sometimes you see them. Sometimes they give you signs that they are around. When you see 1111 and 222 and 333, that's them connecting with your soul, which runs your body, gets you, gets you to turn around to notice those things. And when you see them things, that is spirit is around you. Mm. That's how it works. Just spirit, guys. Those numbers also. Yes. Yes. yes Man. Hey, you know what I say in closing at, at after every podcast? And I'm going to let you close with uh, how people can contact you. But the three things that I live by is peace, love, and abundance. And I wish that upon everybody, peace, love, and abundance. I tell people abundance is okay, but you know what's better than that? Yes, sir. Just having enough. That's a fact. Just enough. That Just is a fact, enough. though. Yeah. Yes, sir. So uh, if people want to get a hold of me, uh, they can find me at www.spiritmediumdaniel.com. I do readings there. I do crossing confirmations there. I do, uh, I guess, spiritual advice. Uh, they can ask any question they want to, and I can get every answer they need. 
I can give some clarity and give them some peace of mind at that website. So it's www.onelongwordspiritmediumdaniel.com. And then if they want to watch my show, we have a podcast called Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson. I called it that because when I looked up Beyond the Veils on there, I found a million of them. And one of them was about reading books with Harry Potter. What that means, I don't know. So, <laughs> so yeah, if you want to look it up, it's www.beyond-the-veil.com. And you go on there and you click on podcasts. And we have a listing of all the icons where you can listen to or view our podcast on YouTube. And then there you go. We got We have like five shows up there now. Oh, man, I appreciate you, Daniel. I'm going to put all of that information, guys, into the uh, description of the show so y'all can be able to contact Daniel. Thank you for being on the show, Daniel. I'm going to get educated more on this, and I would like to have a part two if we could do that. And I would like to be a part of your. uh... Oh, absolutely. Oh, no, you're going to be on my show. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Thank you. But have an amazing uh, night, Daniel, because we conducting this. Well, the sun going down now. We conducting it at night. And if you're tuning into this show, uh, support the people that I'm about to play at this video, the uh, people that sponsors the podcast. I appreciate everybody that watched the show. Peace, love, and plenty of abundance. Thank you. Jackson Podcast.